0: Book of Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy chapter number 34, uh, Deuteronomy 34, and of course this morning in Sunday School our lesson was from this passage of Scripture as we uh, came to a close of a series on the book of Deuteronomy, and of 65 lessons uh, entitled Possess the Land, and uh, we learned some wonderful truths throughout that series, but certainly this morning in chapter number 34 I'm going to use one verse of scripture from this chapter as my text this morning, and uh, it'll be completely different thought than the lesson, and so uh, you don't have to turn me off if you were in Sunday school or get up and leave when I pray. Uh, There's more in these verses than just what we brought out in the lesson this morning, but I trust this will be a timely message and certainly a practical and helpful one uh, that we will see the benefit, and this will benefit all of us this morning as we look in Deuteronomy chapter number 34, and we're going to read verse number 9. And Joshua the son of Nun was full of the spirit of wisdom, for Moses had laid his hands upon him, and the children of Israel hearkened unto him and did as the Lord commanded. I don't believe I need to take a lot of time this morning to put this verse of scripture in context because for so many weeks we have been in the book of Deuteronomy and we understand, and even this morning in Sunday school we were in this chapter. We understand what is taking place. Uh, The children of Israel are getting ready to go into the promised land. But I want to use this verse of Scripture this morning, and we'll refer to it throughout the entire message. I want to preach on this subject this morning. Some things to remember when entering uncharted territory. There's some things to remember when entering uncharted territory. Father, I pray this morning (laughs) as you would help us by your word. I pray the Spirit of God would instruct us, would teach us, may we be attentive to what you have for us today. Father, again, I pray that if there's one unsaved, either in the service or listening uh, online or by radio, may this morning, uh, they realize they're a sinner, may they realize their need of salvation, may they call on Jesus today. Father, I pray that uh, you would strengthen your people today, may we be reminded, may we heed these truths, and if it's a situation we do not need them today, may we file them away so that when the time comes that we have them ready, uh, we have the instruction we need uh, to continue to serve you in a greater way. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Things to remember when entering uncharted territory. We understand where we are in the history of the children of Israel in Deuteronomy 34 in verse number 9. Uh, there is one generation that is about to give way to a new generation. Uh, the era of Moses is going to end, and the era of Joshua is going to begin. The history of wandering is going to give way to the history of a fulfilled promise. Uh, Israel is about to embark into uncharted territory. If you were to ask Israel at this time, tell us how to survive in the wilderness. They could give you some pointers for that. Uh, tell us what it is like, and we could go through some things that they had experienced uh, while, <coughs> while wandering and making their way to the promised land. But if you had asked them, tell us what it is going to be like once you get into this new land, they, they couldn't have... It was all speculation because it was uncharted territory. Uh, there was no map for them to refer to. Uh, they could not pull out their GPS, and chart their course uh, by the instruments of man. Uh, they had never been that way before. Uh, they had never, They were going to experience some things they had never experienced. And so there's some important lessons, important things for us to remember, because the truth of the matter is, as we live our life, we go into areas of uncharted territory. Life changes. I think of the uh, I think of several who I had the privilege of uh, uh, performing their wedding ceremony in 2020, and life changed for them. Uh, they changed from doing what they wanted to do, when they wanted to do it, how they wanted to do it, uh, to now that man has a set of instructions with them to tell them exactly how to do it, when to do it, what time they're supposed to do it. Life certainly. Has changed for them, uh, but it is a it is uncharted territory. It is a little bit silly for somebody who's never been married to give advice on what it's like to be married. It's a little silly for somebody who's never had a child, Oprah, uh, give advice uh, to those who have uh, to, to, to 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 have never had a child. Um, and I think of not just those who uh, <coughs> were married this year, but uh, when when a couple has their first child, and uh, you can read the books, and I'm not against that, you can get advice, and you certainly sh- le- certainly should, uh, but it's going to be different than you than you've ever experienced. Uh, it's uncharted territory. I Even think of when that couple has their second child. Usually the thought process is, "Well, I've had one. How much different could it be?" Oh, it's different. It's different. And then when you have that third, you're now outnumbered. I mean, it's constantly uncharted territory. Uh, Stages of life when the children leave home. I'm not saying that's bad. It's just different. Uh, Life changes. Many experienced Christmas for the first time without a loved one this year. That is uncharted territory. In our own nation. We are entering in, we are in uncharted territory. I believe this is a timely message for all of us because in the next few weeks, uh, no matter whether, which way this election gets turned, I believe we're entering into uncharted territory. Uh, if the Constitution is going to be defended, it's going to have to be defended. Uh, if, it's be over, if this country is going to be overthrown uh, I believe it's going to have to be overthrown, not just by uh, a fake ballot, but by force. I really believe that. Uh, and so, it, regardless, we're entering in as a nation unchartered territory. So, what do we do in life as a Christian, as a child of God? Uh, what do you do when you face things you've never faced? Uh, what do you do in life when you've experienced things, experiencing things that you've never experienced before? I believe there are Bible precedents that we should always go back to uh, that will shed some light on, on what we are to do when we enter into uncharted territory. I will not want to be very practical, but I believe I'll be very helpful as we look at verse number nine and the things that I want to bring out today uh, that we can use as an example when Israel was entering into where they'd never been before where they were going into territory they had never been before. They were going by a way that they had never gone. And not just going to where they had never been, they have a different leader leading them now. Everything around them was different, but yet God's promises awaited them. So there's some things in verse number 9 I want us to see today that I think will be a help to us as we face, not just today, tomorrow, uh, but for the rest of our lives, uh, uncharted territory as we face it. Let's look at number one. First of all, uh, there must be an empowering by God. Notice what is said about Joshua in verse number nine. And Joshua, the son of Nun, was full of the spirit of wisdom. Now, as we read of Joshua and the victories that God used by his hand in the book of Deuteronomy as Moses the leader, but also we find out if we look ahead into the book of Joshua, I believe Joshua was a valiant man. I believe Joshua was a brave man. I believe Joshua, if you study the life of Joshua, I believe Joshua was a great tactician in his command as far as military goes. I believe he is an underrated leader because he came in in the shadow of Moses. I believe he was a great leader. I believe he was a brave man. I believe he was a mighty warrior. Just read the life of Joshua. And the the legend of Joshua amongst the enemies of God's people no one wanted to face the people of God nor Joshua. But The secret to Joshua's success, I do not believe, was in his military mind. I do not believe it was in the skill that he had on the battlefield. I do not believe it was in his charisma. I do not believe it was his natural leadership ability. I believe it was because he was empowered by God. And Joshua the son of Nun was full of the spirit of wisdom. He didn't have a sprinkling of it. He was full of it. It didn't pass by every once in a while. It was who he was. He was consumed in his leadership, and he was empowered by God. Let me remind all of us as we enter into in our lives individually, maybe it's our homes this morning, Maybe it's as a nation, as a church. Let me tell you, in 2021, as a church, we're probably going to face some things we have never faced before as a church. What do we do? Well, first thing we must remember is we need to be empowered by God. Before we, before we get our strategy, before we lay out, here's some things, some marks that we want to hit as a church in 2021, and we certainly have those. None of those matter if God's not involved. None of those matter if God's power isn't in it. And we must first focus on an empowering by God. Let me tell you, friend, if you're facing some things today that you've never faced before, the first thing you need to understand is you need to get before your God, and you need to get His help, you need to get His power, you need to get His wisdom, because you do not have enough of that of your own to get through that uncharted territory. You have that first child, that you young couples, uh, that the Lord has not given you children yet, or you, or you have a child on the horizon. Let me tell you something, no matter what wisdom you put in your mind, it's not enough. No, no matter how many books you read, it's not going to be enough. You need to be empowered by God. Men, as you lead your homes, the way the Bible says to lead your homes, you better have God's help I don't I don't care how long you've been married. You still don't have her figured out. You must be empowered by God. Oh, what we need in our nation is we need Christians empowered by God. Why do some make it through that uncharted territory? Why is it always a dangerous time for young adults as they graduate from high school and they have that phase out of high school before they... Discover what it is that God has for them because it's uncharted territory. And as we have some that are approaching graduation and some coming just experiencing for a few months high school graduation, and some who've been removed from a a few after a few years. Yeah, get that resume ready and get a job and be responsible. But you better not forget about God. You better not leave him out of your life because when you can't figure it out, you're going to have to have God help you figure it out. As a nation, let me tell you what we need more than anything else is we need to be empowered by God. We need leaders empowered by God. Full of spirit of wisdom. With uncharted territory What it brings next, many times we don't have the wisdom. I imagine as Joshua took the leadership from Moses, Joshua, one reason I believe God established him as a leader is because he served. He was a servant. He served the leader that he had. I believe Joshua was satisfied with the role that God had for him. But as he took the responsibility that God had placed on him, I wonder what the leadership meetings must have been like. As he had his counsel, certainly he certainly got word from the Lord and they planned how they were going to conquer this land. How do you think they did it strategically? Well, they went where God told them to go next. And they passed by the way that God has sent them. But I wonder if they ever looked at each other and said, what are we, what, what's the stride? What are we going to do? They had none. What do they need? They needed God's leadership. We live in a world today where everybody's got to have a plan. Everybody's got to know how it's figured out. Everybody's got to have it. You know, when you when you when, by the time you're 22, you better have your whole life plan before you and how you're going to accomplish it. Don't fall into that trap because sometimes God don't give it to you. And by the way, parents, let me help you. Don't put the pressure on your young your young adult. Yeah, make them get a job. Let me say that again. Make them get a job, and if they got more time, give them another one. Uh that's contributing to society. But if they don't have it all figured out, don't put the pressure on them. They ought to be seeking God. And young person, the reason why you may not have it all figured out, it may not be you're not looking for it from God, or God just may not have revealed it to you yet. So you know what you better do? You better get his wisdom. You better get his insight. You, you need him. And, and don't put the pressure on yourself from the, from, from the young person to the young couple to the, to the new parent to those going through stages of life, don't put the pressure on yourself that you're supposed to have it all figured out. Joshua didn't. God's people didn't. But one day at a time, one step at a time, following God's lead, and Joshua had God's spirit and wisdom. If he didn't have anything else, he had God. And in 2020, going into 2021... Even if you don't have anything else, if you've got God, you'll do okay, you'll do fine, Uh, and that's what we need in our life. There must be, let me remind you, if you're going to enter into uncharted territory, and all of us enter uncharted territory many times in our lives, we... We get there individually, we get there as a couple, we get there as a family, we get there as a church, we go through things as a nation. There's some things to remember, and the first one being, there must be an empowering by God. You cannot sell it short. I want to build buildings in 2021, 2022, and 2023, but I don't want to do it without God's empowering. There's many things that we as a church need to do, but we must have God's power first. Head of household, remember that. Seek the power of God. Number two, second thing we need to remember when entering uncharted territory. Notice these words in verse 9. And Joshua, son of Nun, was full of the spirit of wisdom, for Moses had laid his hands upon him. Certainly, this ties in with him being empowered by God. But Moses did not empower Joshua. God empowered Joshua. Moses was just the human instrument providing an illustration that God worked through. And the second thing I want to bring out from this verse of Scripture, when we remember things to remember when we enter uncharted territory, is we must look to precedent and example. Moses was a precedent, Moses was an example. And when Moses laid his hands on Joshua, there was a great illustration of a previous generation and a new generation. God's work is never designed to end when one generation dies. It's never designed to end. Truth of the matter is, God's church should never cease to exist. The Emmanuel Baptist Church should never cease in its advance. To reach this world until the trumpet sounds. If it ever does, it is going to be because one generation turned from the precedent that a previous generation set. If you parents, if you're rearing your children by that book right there, you're doing the best you can. By that book right there, uh, you you you. By the way, rear them by that book. Don't rear them by Disney or Netflix or anything else, reared by the word of God. At some point, they've got to decide, do I continue? But when you enter uncharted territory, say, Pastor, what do we do? Uh, Fall back on what you've seen. What would happen in our... Why are we where we are in our nation? Because in the last 30, 40 years, we've forgotten who we are. it would scramble the mind of the vast majority of those who label themselves as the left if they just read a history book. And some things that they think are fiction are actually fact, and some things that they think are fact are fiction. What has happened? We don't know who we are. The same thing happens in Churches. The same thing happens in Christian homes and in the precedents that are set. What are we to do? We are are always to be able to, we can always look back at the previous generation and let that offer perspective. Uh, Certainly, the application is the greatest precedent is in the Bible. Moses or Joshua had an advantage he had the life of Moses to look back to. and I do not think there's anything wrong with a Christian thinking they had a pastor in their life, they had a man of God in their life look back and say, what would they, what would they do? Oh, I only look to God. No, you don't. That's your cop out. I've seen your Facebook profile. You ain't looking to God. God gives us patterns. God gives us precedent. I have found myself many times facing things as a pastor and thinking, what would And thinking somebody who influenced me who's already in glory, how would they have handled this? Because if I can figure out how they handled it, I can find the principle in it. I can find the Bible precedent. And God, and God help us if I, I use this illustration. You know, every young person says I ain't, I ain't never i ain't never seen that thing my daddy said i ain't never seen what my mama said i i'm in, i'm in your house so we're going to we're going to we're going to we're going to do it your way but when i got my own place truth be told you're doing exactly like your mama did it you are doing exactly like your daddy did it because it's what we fall back on. And certainly the greatest application this morning, as I've already mentioned, I've already alluded to, is we must go back to the Word of God. There's a movement in our nation, and it's been a while, around for a while, that to look back on what has already been is a sign of weakness. And we should be looking ahead to forge a new way. That's why we have the cults that we have. That's why we have the emergent churches that we have. Because they, in their own by their own statement, we are leaving the Bible. We are leaving what has always been because we want to find something different. How foolish would Joshua have been knowing that God had brought them to this point and say, now that we have it ahead of us, we're going to do our own thing. And as you go through the book of Joshua, and then you get Joshua... The era of Joshua ends, and you get into the book of Judges. You find a generation that says, we're going to do it our own way. We're going to do our own thing. And uh, go through the book of Judges sometime, and and, and and come to a conclusion of how that worked out for them. It don't work out. Look to the precedent example. You'll never go wrong with looking to the Bible. Never go wrong. Let me just help the young people who are here this morning. There's a lot of things your mom and dad are doing that don't make sense to you, and ten years from now still won't make sense. So we'll just move on. No, there's there's things that people know by experience, and when God gives you somebody in your life that you can trust, uh, trust them. Learn from them. You know, I could say this: my dad pastored here before I pastored. We believe that same book, but we're two different people. I have not tried to be him. I've been me. That does not mean I have never looked back to what he did and said, let me find the precedent. Now, my personality is a little different. I'm not going to be him because I'm me. But the precedent is the same. The principle is the same. The book is the same. We would do well when we enter into uncharted territory to look at where God has brought us to and even look back at the people God has used in our life to bring us to that point. Number three, this would help us at our nation. Could you imagine if, if the politicians of the day would look back to the... You know I like to read. You know I like to study history. And and right now, I'm in in a heavy read uh, in the colonial period, some of those founding fathers. And I can only draw the conclusion of what they would think about our current Congress. And I can say this with some authority, because I've studied history enough, they would try, at least three-fourths of them, for treason. Find them guilty, and all you got to do is pick up a history book to find out what they did to those that were found treasonous. If you just look back, uh, we have got to, and you know, we're getting to the place where, you know, it's been a long time since we as Americans have had really had to make sacrifices for our freedom. Well, the time's coming. What do we do? Man, I read of the sacrifices that were made so that we have the freedom to stand. I have the freedom to stand and do what I do this morning. Uh, you, go, you look back at the precedent. Number three, I hasten. What's the third thing to remember when entering uncharted territory? We're all going to enter uncharted territory. The third thing we should remember is I find in verse number 9. Let me say number 3, pay attention. I mean, that's the point, but I also want you to pay attention. Pay attention. Notice what the Bible says. And the children of Israel took an online poll. Or they got the opinion of co-workers and did, no, it says, and the children of Israel hearkened unto him, and it is the Lord commanded. Let me give you the definition of the word hearken, to listen intentionally. You know, we have a lot of times when God says something, we hear, but we don't listen. Uh... I mean, I'm, many of you are parents. I discover this as a parent. You can be looking right at your child. You can be saying it. They can be nodding their head. And then they walk away, and it's like you were not even speaking. And every woman right now who's married is saying, that's how it is with my husband. <laughs> so let me help you ladies with your husband. This is what I've heard. I have no experience in this. We don't say, Are you listening? Because that answers, Yeah. <laughs> say, Are you hearing me? Because that answers, No. At least then you could be on the same page. But many times God speaks and we lis- we're listening, we're in the audience, but we're not hearing. Because when we, in our own personal time, or when the Word of God is preached and this book is open, we ought to figuratively be sitting on the edge of our seat and saying, God, what do you got for me? God, you need to give me some direction. And they hearken unto what? Okay, we're we're going into uncharted territory. An era is closing. Our leader is gone. A new leader is coming, but we're still going to the promise that God has for us. We've never been to this land before. We've never been under this leadership before. We've never, we're going to fight battles we've never fought before. Oh, but we're going to have victories we've never had before. This is all new. We've got a lot of history behind us, but there's a lot of history ahead of us. What do we do? You better listen. You better listen intently for what God has paid attention. God speaks to us so many times that we're not even paying attention. God uses circumstances in our life and we don't even pay attention. We don't even hear what what God's trying to tell us. Why? Because we're not paying attention to, well, I wish God the work of my life. It doesn't matter who would say that this morning because this is true in the case of every person's life. God is always working in our life. God is always speaking to us. It's just a matter of we're paying attention. No matter whether or not, we're really listening intently. That's why whenever you go through a hardship or trial or something that was unforeseen, always ask God what He's trying to teach you. Always ask God what He's trying to show you. Many times we, it's because we haven't been paying attention. You think in, in the situation our nation is in, you think it just happened overnight? No, we haven't been paying attention. Christians haven't been paying attention. I came to this conclusion not too long ago, and I don't want to get too far off track. You know, this, there's some red, I believe there's some red lines in the sand as far as our nation to where those that are patriots are just some things they're not going to let take place. Boy, you hear, you hear the, if anything our president has done, he has awoken the American. And patriotism has an all-time high. I, I believe he's nothing else, and there's much else he's done that. But should we not have been up in arms over the last 30, 40 years about all the babies being murdered? And I lump myself under this as a preacher, but there's preachers more upset at a possibly stolen election than the hundreds of thousands of unborn babies that have been butchered. That's on us. I haven't been paying attention. Let's get this a little bit closer to home. Uh, We all need help from God when we go into uncharted territories. but God God may be speaking to you this morning. God's speaking to all of us this morning. How, How close are you listening? How intently are you focused on the message that God has for you? Sometimes I... I imagine this scenario in our head. We're going to get to the heavens of God, well, you never told me. No, I told you. I believe there's some, they're going to, I believe that for no other reason we preach the gospel because it's commanded, not because of the results. I believe there's faithful men who faithfully preach the word of God in city after city, and it seems like it has no effect. Let me tell you what's going to happen one day. One day, that city is going to stand before God, and God's going to say, I sent you a preacher. And He was faithful to preach week after week after week after week. And every time you drove by that church, the Spirit of God spoke to you and told you, you should get in that church. The Spirit of God told you, you should get your family where they ought to hear the Word of God. And you neglected it. There's no excuse. See, God speaks all, God's speaking now. But are we paying attention? Are we we listening? And when we go into, the good news is, when we go into uncharted territory, we have a tendency to pay closer attention to the instructions than when things are just routine to us. We must be intentional in our engagement, intentional with the Word of God, intentional on purpose. God, I want to get. You know what would happen in churches across this country if before Christians came into church, They took a moment for God to say, God, I'm going to go to church this morning. I'm about to walk in there. I'm going to sing unto you. I'm going to hear the word of God preached. I want to pay very close attention to what you have for me this morning. Can you imagine what would happen in our churches if that was the mindset of every individual? If this book is preached, and it is here, and you leave and say, well, I got nothing out of that. That's not on this preacher. If I got up here and just read the Bible, there'd be something there for every single one of us. But are you paying attention? Are you listening closely? The number four, the fourth thing I want us to remember this morning. When it comes to entering uncharted territory, this one's deep. I hope you can get it. To obey God. And the children of Israel hearkened unto him and did as the Lord commanded Moses. They heard. They listened on purpose. They listened intently. And then they did what they heard. They did what they had been commanded. You will never go wrong obeying God. Therefore, it just makes sense that we obey God. God is never going to lead you down the wrong path. He's never going to take you the wrong way. And did as the Lord commanded Moses. They, we've seen this in our Sunday School series throughout this book. Moses was the mouthpiece of God. God had given instruction. God said, I'll, Moses, I'll tell you what, want you what I want them to know. So Moses would spend time with God. You think back over the last few weeks, we've, our lessons have, have, have talked about how that cloud would come down when Moses and God would be. There are times when Moses was going to the mountain and speak with God. And the people would hull around. They'd see that cloud down. They'd know Moses is in there, and they'd be in their tents. They'd be watching. Okay, what is God going to say to us? What does God have for us? Moses would come and say, this is what God has said. And then they had the responsibility to obey or disobey. All Moses did was deliver the message. The message of God. Today, we have the word of God. You know, everybody, at least in This country can get their hands on what I hold in my hands this morning. If they wanted a Bible, they could have a Bible. If they really wanted to hear from God, they could hear from Him. And truth of the matter is, this morning, as we listen to the Word of God, as we hear what God has to say, it's going to come down to whether or not we obey or disobey. And you hear all of the excuses, and they're and they're. Sometimes I just, and sometimes I, I say, you know, you're really going to stand before God, and that's going to be your excuse. I would go back to the drawing board because that's not going to hold up. Well, I just don't understand it. Thou shalt not. Sometimes I will look up and say, you didn't look that stupid to me. We understand it. We just don't want to do it. I probably shouldn't do this. Brother Farber said, "Go ahead." So I'm going to go. Oftentimes on Sunday, usually Sunday night, I'll swing by on my way home, go by the grocery store. It's happened Sunday afternoon. If we, on occasion we usually go home on occasion, we'll grab by to eat Sunday after service. I never take my coat off. I just it's because of the physique I hide under this, but I don't take my tie off. If you do, it's fine. It's amazing how many people get out of your way on Sunday when it's obvious you're dressed like you just came from church. So why do they do? Why do you do that? Everybody knows where they ought to be on Sunday. Everybody understands. Well, Pastor, what do you? Say? I don't say a word to them. Matter of fact, some of take note of this. I'm extra nice because it's obvious. They're wearing football jerseys. I'm wearing a suit. I, the guy from church, ought to be nicer. But. Yeah, should be. They know. The point I'm making is, people know. It's just whether or not they're going to obey. You can be sitting on these, and you can be sitting in here this morning. You can be listening online this morning. And you can try all this Old Testament, New Testament, this and that. You know, you ought to be given to God. You know. You know, I don't I don't hit it often. Stewardship series is coming, by the way. I don't hit it often. I can preach on tithing one time. And there's somebody leaving. That's all that preacher ever preaches on. That's all he ever that's all that's all those preachers want is your money. You ain't paying me enough to put up with your problems, is what I want to say to that individual if I got into the flesh, but uh, all they want is money. you know, you don't have a problem with in the places you do business. Yeah, I'm going to go down to you know when when that when that, register, when that person that register checks you, you know they, they scan your, your items and, the, and, the, and they take your money, they don't do that because they love you. It's all about the. They were so nice to me. they like, no, they want your money. I think you get the point that I'm making this morning. It's not about what we know and what we don't know about that book. It's the fact that we don't obey. There's some things that I have questions about in this book, not the whether it's truth or not. My mind just can't understand God's mind. And there's for anybody to say they've mastered this book, there's no possible way. I I, can't, I don't know the mind of God. There's some things I, I want to know. I just can't, I, my mind can't get there. Doesn't mean it's not true. But you know that's not going to be my downfall. My downfall will be whether or not I obey the things I do understand. So as I started the message this morning, and I kind of got off track a little bit, I pointed out that in this text. God's people are entering into uncharted territory. And I made reference to the fact that we always enter uncharted territory. And the question comes up, what do I do? Obey. Well, I've, I've, I've lost somewhat. What do I do? Well, Sunday you go to church. Well, I've I've, I've entered into some financial difficulty. What do I do? You tithe off what you have. Well, Pastor, this this world has gotten crazy and, and, and things are so different. What do we do? We still witness like we're told to witness. Well, it just seems like nobody else in this world believes you be holy if nobody else is holy, you be separated if nobody else is separated. And often we hear, and it's true, this world is so full of hate, and and, and all of these things. That you look at the politics; all full of hate. What do we to do? Well, how about let's love? And by the way, you don't love by compromising. But let's love. Uh, let's tell of the greatest love, the Lord Jesus Christ. Obey. We have the word of God. We must obey the word of God. I don't know what all you're facing today. I know and I've referenced this some. When you lose a loved one, you have the first. What do you do? Well, there's some things you remember. You need God's help. You need God's wisdom. You look to examples that God has, God has given you in this uncharted territory, pay attention to what God's trying to say to you. Pay attention to His leadership. Pay attention to the Word of God. And then obey. The best advice that I can give newly married couples and, 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 and new parents and those that are growing in their family is when you go into uncharted territory, there's some things to remember. God gives us instruction. As a group, as a church, as we... Enter into a new year. What are we to do? Well, I believe Deuteronomy 34 verse 9 sheds some light on some things just to keep in mind as we move forward. I don't know what's going to take place in the weeks to come in our country. There's some things that I, I believe will take place, but I don't know what all is going to take place. What do we do? Well, we just remember. We're going to uncharted territory. God does give us instruction. Don't ever go where you've never been without God. Before you take those wedding vows, you better make sure you've got God. Before you start adding to your family, you better make sure you've got God. You know, Something I've discovered, I'm not the smartest person. No, you don't need to say amen. I'm not the smartest person in the world. But I'm smart enough to know God does not bless what God's not in. I want God's blessing. I'm not, I'm I'm at least dumb enough to realize what I don't know. And what I don't know, God knows. And I've got to have him. Whatever we're facing, whatever we face in the new year, there's some things that took place in 2020 down the last Sunday of 2019 we never could have imagined. But God got us through, didn't he? God got us through. You know how God got us through? Because we didn't leave God. We depended on him. We obeyed him. What you face, somebody in this room, somebody listening online is going to face something they have no idea they're going to face in the new year. hope you paid attention today, because we're going to need this as we await the coming of our Lord. And as we get through the new year without the Lord coming back, we're all going to face some new things. What do we do? Well, let's follow the precedent that God really preserved in his book for us to do. Father, I pray this morning that you would Use a simple method. Ma-